Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com, and before we get into another episode of the award-winning on-demand auto experience, never won an award, but that could all translate to say that is the Frugal Snobs podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone for your continued listenership and loyalty to this show. It really helps us out. If you haven't done so already, please do make sure that you subscribe uh, by subscribing on iTunes and or by subscribing on Google Play Music. You can also add us to your Stitcher playlist or check us out on TuneIn Radio. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can go to frugalsnobs.com and register while you're there. Folks, again, helps us out. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash frugalsnobs on the Twitter at twitter.com slash frugalsnobs. Tweet us at frugalsnobs or use the hashtag Frugal Snobs to keep the discussion going, folks. If you'd like to see images of all of our great content at frugalsnobs.com, you can check us out on Tumblr by going to frugalsnobs.tumblr.com. And of course, folks, you can check out select video episodes of this podcast as well as all of our short form content by checking out our YouTube channel by going to videos. That's V I D E O S. Frugalsnobs.com. All right, folks, enjoy the episode this week. Be well, never pay retail, and I hope everyone enjoys the show. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Today is Sunday, July 24th, 2016, and welcome to episode 63 of the award-winning on-demand auto expense. Never won an award, but that could all translate like to say that is the Frugal Snobs podcast. It is a scorcher today, folks. It is 93 degrees Fahrenheit here in Alexandria, Virginia, and I brought Christina with me. Hello. All right, folks, so you'll have to excuse the quality of our voices for a couple of reasons, and we're going to talk about that very shortly as we get into the episode. First, we have the air conditioning cranked up full blast here in the podcasting studio. It's just hot. So that also produces dry air. It causes us to cough from time to time. So we have some really nice mineral water infused juice here to help us along as part of the, uh, the podcasting process, broadcasting that is. And we have, uh, unfortunately, been getting over being sick. We've both been sick, have we not? Absolutely. Uh, we, we Unfortunately. Basi- we basically caught one of those summertime colds, folks, that included a sore throat, a head cold, congestion, etc. It was horrible. I think you and I both had it for, what, maybe five good days? At least. Uh, we just finally started feeling better around, I would say, Thursday last week. Yeah. Finally. So, at least we've recovered enough to record another episode of this podcast for your listening pleasure. And by the way, folks, thank you all for continuing your support of the podcast. We've had a lot of uh, great responses, a lot of great traffic globally, uh, and we're really looking forward to serving you in the future. And also, everyone out there, uh, we noticed that episode 62 had a bit of a slump uh, in direct downloads. We think we know why. There was actually a database issue uh, server-side this week. I won't get into the technical boredom or details of it, but we have corrected that issue. If you haven't checked out episode 62 or couldn't get that episode, do go pick it up on your podcatcher or your network of choice. Uh, It is available on iTunes, on Stitcher on TuneIn Radio, as well as Google Play Music. So please do go check out that episode if you didn't already, um, and hopefully this will not uh, impede us in the future. So let's go ahead and get into the episode this week. We've been a bit sick, so we're going to get our first bonehead of the week award. We think we know why we got sick. Do we not? Yes, we do. That's your fault. You brought it into the podcast studio. Unfortunately, because someone decided to come to work sick, and it was from the visiting AV team. Right, so Christina works full-time for an AV company, folks, and from time to time, guest AV companies send technicians out for events at her property, at her hotel, and apparently one of their technicians was ill, coughing into the open air, mind you, how tacky and rude is that? I mean, you know, wear a mask, take some over-the-counter stuff, use hand sanitizer, cough into a, a, a tissue, a handkerchief, something. You don't cough into the open air and get everyone else sick. It's ridiculous, rude, 
very rude. And if you are sick folks out there, either stay away and quarantine if you're working, or at least have the common courtesy to control the spread of your germs the best you can. So fortunately, Christina, you got sick. You brought that into the studio. I eventually got sick, uh, even though I claim to have a, a, an ironclad and an iron-strong immune system. I got a bit sick as well. I caught it a couple days after you, but we're feeling better. First bone, head of the week award. Ghost, anybody out there who's sick, goes to work and coughs all over everyone and everything. How rude yeah. is that? Totally rude. And doesn't cover up. That's right. You know, cover your mouth. Do something to control the spread of your germs. It's ridiculous. It's rude. Very, very rude. All right. We'll give out our next Bonehead of the Week award here shortly. However, we have some very good news this week. We picked up some awesome coin finds, did we not? Oh, absolutely. All right. So before we get into our topic this week, which is about making decisions, folks, we're going to weave in some other items into uh, the topic as well. But we also want to talk about our coin finds and also weave in a few points about making decisions on coins. So... This week, we picked up some really nice coins at Fox's Den Antique Mall in Warrington, Virginia. There's a little bit of humor in this, too, but we'll get to that in the second part of the story. So, Christina, we picked up some coins from a couple of key years, including 1890, 1901, 1912, and, of course, the early 1940s, in the, in the fact that we picked up war nickels. Did we not? Yes, we did. We finally, finally found war nickels that we had to purchase. However, again, there's some humor to this, folks. We'll get to that in a second. So, we are able to pick up several war nickels from... Uh, Fox's Den, I believe we, bought, we purchased five. Yes. At a decent price, folks. I mean, it was, it was, it was yeah, moderate in terms of we broke even. It's um, still technically <clears throat> right outside Northern Virginia, so you've got to keep that in mind. That's true. Um, and what Christina's alluding to here is we tend not to go coining, <laughs> as we call huh. it, coining huh. in Nova in Northern Virginia because of the gouge rate on uh, coins. So we did go to, to uh, uh, an area slightly outside of Northern Virginia, and we were able to pick up these war nickels pretty decently. However, <clears throat> we also picked up two Liberty Nickels, one from 1890, one from 1912. We also picked up uh, two Indian Head cents. Yours was from 1901. Mine was from uh, 1890 as well, so we had a duplicate year in terms of the coins, but not the coins themselves. And um, also picked up a 1912 Liberty Nickel, and you picked up a 1942 Mercury Dime. Yes. So it was pretty cool. So let's talk about what happened during these, these key years. What happened in 1890? We got some three quick facts. What we got? In 1890, Ellis Island opened. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They started releasing these Sherlock Holmes books. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then also, in my opinion, bonus, the Mormons voted to end polygamy. <laughs> we don't want to offend our listeners from the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. But, uh, again, three key facts from 1890. Pardon me, folks. I had to cough there a little bit. Again, getting over this head cold and dry air in here in terms of the AC being cranked way up. I'll take a sip of juice here as you hit 1901. So what happened in 1901? In 1901, Australia becomes a company. Or a com- a com- company? Country. All right. <laughs> <laughs> becomes a country. And it's also one of my favorite continents. Oil is discovered and Winston Churchill makes his maiden speech in the British House of Commons. Nice! Winston Churchill is one of my favorite politicians <laughs> of all time. He spoke his mind similar to Donald Trump, and he smoked cigars. So, excellent. So, where, where was oil discovered? You said oil was discovered, but where? In Texas. Ooh, really? Yes. Texas tea? In 1901. <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right, so, anything else in 1901? That's all for now. <clears throat> all right, so what about 1912, other than the fact the Titanic sank in 1912? That's the obvious, but um, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was in Milwaukee and got shot. Oh, I like Teddy Roosevelt. And I'm not sure how big you were on hockey, but the first Stanley Cup. I'm not very big on hockey. Um, I'm assuming that was from the NHA. 
yes. up in Canada. I think it's the Canadian Association for Hockey, uh, predecessor to the NHL. So pretty cool, pretty cool. All right, <clears throat> and obviously everyone knows about the, the 1940s and, of course, the entry of the United States into World War II. And uh, we were able to pick up those war nickels and, of course, a couple of additional coins as well helped us out. I was also happy to pick up my first Indian head scent. I wasn't really big into the Indian head scent, the IHC, uh, typically it's called. Um, but I was happy to pick up an Indian head scent. Also, we were picking up our first Liberty nickels. Pretty yes. cool. You got your first Mercury dime. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And, of course, we got the wall of nickels. Yes. Wall of nickels, as we call them. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the story about the funny part of the war nickels. So we were all excited about these war nickels. We're divvying up our, our treasure, if you will, uh, from Fox's Den. And by the way, Christine, I made a, an obligation and a pledge on last week's show to stop using "if you will." So mm-hmm. uh, you gotta gotta keep me accountable for that. So you just, you just I just got my first strike for this episode. <laughs> but I don't blame. Three strikes are also I take over. Well, no, no, <laughs> never, never. <laughs> so I, I can't really get I can't really you know again put that against you since I didn't tell you until after I said it. <laughs> so all right, folks. So after we were giving up our treasure from Fox's Den and, and taking pride in our war nickels. We decided to stop at a BB&T branch in Warrington, Virginia, to pick up uh, rolls and nickels. 17 rolls, right? Correct. 17 rolls and nickels. That's a lot of nickels. Anyway, what, that's what, $34 in nickels? Correct. That's a lot of nickels. So, picked up uh, the, the nickels. We uh, made our way back uh, to Alexandria in the heat. I think it was over 100 degrees yesterday Fahrenheit. Ugh, yes. horrible. It was like 102 or something? Yes, it was horrible. So, again, the drive and the heat kind of wore us out. So, anyway, got back to the podcasting studio, uh, got hydrated. Uh, decided to go ahead and start looking through the nickels. And in one roll of nickels, Christina found, and I think she's proud of this, two buffalo nickels from 1934 and a near-mid-1937 buffalo nickel, mm-hmm. right? Along with two, two, mind you, war nickels. Yes. So, long short, folks, we didn't actually have to purchase our war nickels. Uh, we were able to find them finally uh, from rolls of nickels from banks. Now, I, of course, was not as lucky as Christine. I never am. I always give her, give her you know, grief for this. She always gets nicer and better stuff than I do. But I also help you out. That is true, and you earned it because you went through all the effort. So, I went through all 17 rolls. That's true. <laughs> so, in and that, again, keep in mind, folks, these four nickels that I mentioned were in one roll. So you had a really good roll. So uh, in, in um, my take from the 17 rolls of uh, nickels, uh, I was able to at least pick up two buffalo nickels, one with an indiscernible year, one was in 1926, so that was pretty cool, and I was also able to pick up a 1945 war nickel as well. So, didn't do as well as Christina yesterday in terms of the bank uh, nickel finds, but we both kind of sh- yeah, did pretty well, uh, I think would say on the whole, just from our circulation finds of nickels. So finally, finally, uh, we were able to get some war nickels again, folks, these nickels uh, we're minted between 1942 and 1945, partially in 42. So you need to check any 42 nickels you might have. Make sure there's a mint mark on the back. Uh, these nickels are 35% silver. Also, folks, if you're interested in steel pennies, uh, we'll do what we can to help find steel pennies for you. Again, uh, minted in 1943, and they were minted due to the copper um, shortage, so to speak, uh, in the United States and all copper going to the war effort. So um, definitely really cool, really happy with the finds this weekend. Were you happy with your finds this weekend? Definitely. All right. <clears throat> and, of course, we went out today, picked up a roll of quarters. Uh, you were able to pick up several more of your state quarters and territory three quarters more. from the United States, so three more. And I'm down at 10 to go. Excellent. So you have 46 of 56. Yes. Excellent. Remember, folks, 50 states here in the United States and, of course, six territories, and et cetera. So, uh, what, 10 more to go? Yes. <clears throat> awesome. So, um, 
And again, I picked up, I think, three rolls of dimes, $15 worth of dimes U.S., and unfortunately, uh, struck out on silver dimes. So, okay. <clears throat> All right, funny story about the war nickels. Gave out a bonehead of the week. Do you want to get your second bonehead of the week? Because weren't you almost hit uh, by, yeah. by, by a person who doesn't know how to yield what the rules of the road are? Yes, and thank God I got cat-like reflexes. <clears throat> yes, you do. Uh, and an actually a responsive car. That's right. Learn to <laughs> yield, people. Remember, if you're if you're if you're merging into traffic and you're coming off of an exit or what have you, you do not have the right of way. And the uh, the traffic that is already basically moving on that thoroughfare has the right of way, does it not? Exactly. Excellent. So in essence, someone tried to basically merge in, mm -hmm. didn't yield, and almost ran ran you into the, the 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 adjacent lane. Correct? Yes, and thankfully no one was in that lane. That's Ridiculous! What is wrong with people? And if, if I might, I'm going to quote this from driversed.com. <laughs> Sorry, give me a nice chance to get some juice. <laughs> yield means let other road users go first. A yield sign assumes the right of way to traffic and concerns in certain intersections. <clears throat> if you see a yield sign ahead, be prepared to let other drivers crossing your road take the right of way. And don't forget about bicycles and pedestrians. That's that very well put. People, people. <laughs> all right? If, if you're not aware of the rules of the road and operating your motor vehicle safely, and I, by the way, folks, that quote is, of course, for the United States. That also goes for anybody in the international audience as well. I've seen some pretty crazy driving in my travels around the world in my time. It's ridiculous. It's, anyway, also, third bonehead of the week. Bonus bonehead, everybody. <laughs> so yesterday, outside the studio, did we not see someone dropping someone off in front of the podcast studio in a lane of traffic without their four-ways on? Yes, they did not have their four-way hazard signs on. That's right. People, let other people know what you're going to do. It's ridiculous. Oh, I got to calm down. This is why I have you back. <laughs> I have you back. Okay, so. And those are actually used <clears throat> to signal distress mm -hmm. or that you are not leaving the car. That's right. That person, the driver, is not leaving the car. Someone is. But at least, again, let people know what you intend to do. And that means you can be in the middle of the road, turn them on, park the car, and that way it catches people's attention that the car is there. Yet again, let people know what your intentions are. What's wrong with people? I mean, what do you think all these, these lights, bells, and whistles on your car are? Ornaments? That's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, come on, people. It's not a Christmas tree. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, okay, I gotta calm down. I can start to feel my heartbeat in the back of my head. Ugh, okay. But there are warning lights. If you're not gonna be moving your car, put them on unless the car's in a parking spot. That's right, and by the way, again, I think we have a fourth bonehead this week. Man, we got two bonus head, boneheads this week. We got four boneheads this week. We're not awards. holding back, people. That's right. We had, we saw two people getting towed outside the podcast yes. this week. On That's Tuesday. Right. That's right. On Tuesday, folks, we saw two automobiles. What it looked like is any automobile that's parked outside the studio in the street-level parking, any vehicle that was either not moving for a significant period of time or had been damaged or in some way. Violations. Or violations. True, or violations. Finally, parking enforcement came through. Gotta love parking enforcement in the D.C. Metro. And finally, two automobiles were towed. And it was a glorious day at yes, the studio. It, yes, it was. I mean, that's street-level parking. That's spaces people could occupy. Exactly. And I know that one person did not follow the law and did not change their tag over within six months because Virginia is flexible mm -hmm. in that time frame. That's actually very that's actually very flexible considering most states have a, what, 60 to 90 day, I think. Yeah. And that's aggressive. And you also have to get your license changed over, too, within that period. So, ugh, people, people. 
So people, people. are there for your protection. Pe- that's right. What do we say all the time? People. Exactly. Ugh, people. Okay. Whew. Got calm down. I think we're bonehead out. I think we're boneheaded out. Yeah, we are. So we have four boneheads this week, folks. Talked about our coins. Drinking our juice. Is your juice empty? Gone. Ugh. Well, you might need to get yourself some more juice, because <laughs> I think you're going to probably get a little bit uh, dry mouth through the episode. Okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get into the topic? Let's dive in. All right, folks. So let's go ahead and dive in. And the uh, topic this week is making decisions. And I'm going to kind of parallel that with uh, our review of the Republican National Convention this past <laughs> week as two conservative Americans. Um, if we offend anyone who is liberal or independent in, in our audience, we apologize for how you feel. Notice what I said there. We apologize for how you feel, but we don't apologize to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay, everyone. So, to, to quote George um, H.W. Bush, the first Bush, ain't gonna do it, Barb. Ain't gonna do it. <laughs> that's when you just pass over the bucket when you try, try to get me to apologize to a liberal. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> ain't gonna do it, Barb. Ain't gonna do it. Ain't gonna do it. So, anyway, I will stop channeling the first George Bush. Um, <clears throat> so, let's go ahead and talk about our review of the Republican National Convention and also we've been making decisions. So, before we do that, everyone, I want to talk about the kind of the making the decisions and in, in your purchases or your collectibles. Now, making decisions is both uh, an aspect of one's personal and professional life. So let's talk about the personal side first before we get into the RNC. Now, with respect to the coin purchases that we make, uh, if you are a collector, stamps, coins, anything, make sure that, that you're making a wise decision in that you're, you're purchasing something that is not only valuable to you and will enhance collections that you might have or enhance your quality of life in some way through your collections. Some people do that. But make sure it's something that others will also enjoy. This way, um, you can also sell off any components of any collections you might have uh, in a smart way later on to finance other purchases or other additions to your collection. In Christina's case, you now have several, in the plus side, you now have several duplicate mint and years of War Nickels, do you not? Yes, I do. That's right. So even though we have a funny story about yesterday, we have recompense. Do you and like that make, word? And we're going to make the money back. Do you like that word? Recompense. Yes. Not a bad word for for just a regular mid 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 thirties white guy. <laughs> so um, again, there's recompense there, right? So you have the ability to have options. Always make decisions. That's my point. Always make decisions where you might have options open. This way, you don't regret a decision later, or your probability of regret is a lot lower. So okay. So when it comes down to making decisions, let's talk about the RNC. Now I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to stump for my party. And I'm not going to talk about the glorious uh, attributes of Donald J. Trump. However, a couple of things I found a little bit odd in terms of my making decisions uh, during the political season here in the United States. One, I don't know why Ted Cruz was even involved at the convention. Do you have any idea? No. I mean, he stood by his convictions. I respect that. But what he said and what his message was, I disagreed with in terms of how it was delivered. You know, you support your party, you support the nominee. And he went against <clears throat> what he signed he would do. That is true. Um, and I believe uh, Jeb Bush was the same way. Exactly. Um, this is ridiculous, folks. I mean, there comes a point of having a fractional divide uh, in the party, but if you're going to make a decision to support your nominee and support your party and support the ideology of your party, stand by the decisions that you make. Your words are bond. And I have no qualms with Ted Cruz and the booing he received. I have no qualms with his escorting out of the Quicken Loans arena. Both him and his wife. That's right. And I have no qualms with keeping him away. What I find interesting 
when he gave a speech, I believe, on Tuesday. Yes. I think Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Actually, I think it was Wednesday, yes. actually. Because um, Dana White was Tuesday. That is true. <laughs> UFC President Dana White. That was a pretty cool speech as well. Um, when the... When, when this all went down, I mean, I was very disappointed in Ted Cruz. So, uh, not good. Not good at all. I'm glad that, that the convention, actually, the turnout was, seemed to be very good. Uh, very strong presence. The roll call of states went really well. Especially the state of California. And anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, YouTube it, folks. Um, the, the delegation from California was pretty cool. And again, having those 172 votes cast for Trump was music to my ears. Of course, he was the only candidate at that point. So, I mean, California primarily had one candidate, so who are you going to vote for? Um, but at any rate, it's pretty cool. It was a, it was a very funny uh, moment in the uh, roll call of states. So go check that out. Um, YouTube it, folks. So when it comes down to making decisions, um, I think a lot of times people tend to forget that the decisions that you make will stick with you, and others will judge you based on the decisions that you make. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. So, and, and again, back to your personal life, folks. Make wise decisions, and, and I mean this in a nice way. Um, when it comes down to dating, for example, before you decide to get engaged and married, if you're going to date somebody, make sure you don't regret the people that you date. If you're going to jump from one person to the next, others are going to judge you because they're going to say that you're not faithful or loyal to anybody, right? Same thing with your friends. If you're going to make friends, stand by your real friends. I may have five real friends in this world, but I've decided to stick by those people, and they stick by me, right? Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's just common sense, people. Common sense. Decide well. Decide in, in, on, on things that will help you in your future, and also have a symbiotic relationship in the decisions that you make, whether it's your spouse, your significant other, or your friends. It, it's common sense. What hurts me more than anything else in this world is the way people treat each other. Exactly. They do. They hurt each other constantly. They will stab each other in the back to help themselves. And for me, I look at it this way. I have made decisions in my life that obviously everyone will regret some of them. I regret some of the decisions I made. But I stand by the vast majority of the decisions that I made. And some people may not have liked them, but I had to live for myself. Be true to yourself, people. Mm -hmm. But also, don't hurt others in the same process. Also, if you decide to stand your ground on something, make sure you're, you really truly believe you're in the right. Exactly. And it's a, it's, a good, it's, it's a good segue into the Trump speech itself. I will say that do I think that that speech had a lot of star power? Of course. Um, do I think having his daughter speak Ivanka ahead of that was smart? Yes. A very conversational individual. A little rocky at first, but found her way. And if you're going to decide to do something, you do it all the way. Donald Trump in my opinion, love him, hate him, cheer him, boo him, with that speech, I truly think that he believes what he's saying. Yes. Look at his face. That's all you have to do. If you look at his face, he was full of energy. He, I, I will say, I think he needed to calm his uh, conversational inside <laughs> voice down a little bit because he almost yelled his speech. But he's yelling it because... He's passionate. Yes. He wants things to change. And if you disagree with him, I don't think he cares. No. I don't think he cares. I think he literally came up there and said, this is the way it is. This is how I see the world. Many others see the world the way I do. And Hillary Clinton, I'm coming for you. That's what I really think he meant. He didn't say it outright, but look at his face. And the thing is also on MSN, mm -hmm. they actually posted a thing that um, quoted Donald Trump. I'm not out against the world. I'm out against Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean... You have to admire the decision he made to take this all the way. And in November, 
if he loses, and I know a lot of folks out there are hoping that he will lose, I have to respect the man for taking it all the way and making a decision to take it all the way. And he stood firm. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You may disagree with what he has to say, but he delivered his message in a very different way than Ted Cruz delivered his. Absolutely. And that's why he's the nominee, in my opinion. Um, you know, also, folks, if, if you're going to make a decision um, to not only follow someone, you should also make a decision to lead as well. And if you're going to lead, you lead the best you can. You can't sometimes show up and, and, and be, again, at 100%. You need to be at 100% all the time. Or even 110%. Yeah, because the, the decisions you make dictate the life you lead. Exactly. And I've said that before. So in a personal sense, um, I, I think that if you're going to make decisions, go all the way. Make decisions that you can be proud of. Do not make decisions that you have to conceal or hide. Um, I know many times it's human nature to do things or to perform behaviors that you are not proud of. But think about it this way. The way I look at it is, I, all I care about is can I look at myself in the mirror the next day? Can I wake up and feel proud of myself? And I, I think that everyone should be able to do that. You know, Donald Trump said something that I say all the time, and that is every day that I wake up, I look at the world in a very specific way. You know, I don't just get by. You know, I look for how I can make the world better than it was yesterday. And how do I make my life better than yesterday? And what decisions can I make or further that gets me where I need to be? Exactly. So, all right. So, folks, I'm not going to sit here and preach and talk about the, the speeches or the convention. But I did just want to say that I do respect Donald Trump for the speech that he made. Um, I, I'm not saying I agree with everything he said in the speech. I'm not saying I disagree with it. But what I'm saying is I saw a human being who truly is, whether you dislike him or not, has made an impact on the world we live in. Yeah. And that's fair. And it's through the decisions that he made. And, you know, George W. Bush said once uh, in a Sean Hannity interview, and I've said this before on the show, that you can dislike a person all you'd like, dislike a political figure all you'd like, dislike a public figure all you'd like, but if you think you can do better than run, and make that decision to run, and if you're not going to do that, that's fine, but don't discredit the people who did make those decisions. Exactly. That's fair. Very fair. And, and you can hear it in my voice. I, I don't play around with people like that. I don't like when people criticize, yet will duck, run, and hide versus stand up to something. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's very poor character. It's poor judgment. And I'm going to call you on it. Exactly. And I am because, you know, obviously people grow up with very different morals and very different senses of character, mm -hmm. and very different confidence levels. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's just like when we did the show. We made, we made the decision to work on developing the Frugal Sounds podcast. We started with, what, a 15, 20-minute episode? Yeah. Thinking and hoping maybe we'd get five downloads a week of the show. Obviously, we're far beyond that now. We're on all the major networks. We're having a lot of fun in the process. And um, we stood by that decision, and mm -hmm. we're carrying the decision out. Exactly. Right? So... You, you may dislike the show. Um, you may think that maybe we're prima donnas, <laughs> if you will. Ah, strike two. Heard that? If yep. you will, strike two. Ah, I got one more for the episode. But you may, you may think that we're, we're abrasive sometimes or blunt. But you know what? You may need it. You may need it. And quite frankly, if that's what you think, you have every right to make the decision to no longer listen to this podcast. But many people are, and we have more and more listeners every week. So we're very, very happy. <laughs> People right. want to hear our message. That's right. I mean, we're blunt, but we're honest blunt, and we're nice blunt. Exactly. You know, look, we're doing this to help you. You may not like what we have to say, but take it in, and I think you'll understand. So, 
sometimes, folks, my point is with that is that sometimes people say things to be blunt and to be forceful, but to bully. And we don't handle that well, do we? No. No. We, we nip that quickly. Yes, we do. We stand up to people very quickly. And then the, what do they tend to do? Oh, they tend to go run and cower. Yeah, they do. That's It's typical. It's typical of living in any metro area, any urban area, any major city. You're going to get people that are like that. People are rude to be rude. We handle that. Yeah. All right? So... Anyway, we're a team anyway. What are we? We're a team. Yes, we are. Because uh, besides if we were individuals here, we'd go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so we keep we'll, each other staying in balance. So You get more done as, as a team. Yes, that is true. So, all right, let's get off the personal stuff. Um, again, Donald Trump's speech was interesting. I, I haven't seen anything truly, purely, massively negative no. about the speech. I mean, things were as expected, I think. Um, and, of course, the correct the record uh, situation with having the, the speech draft leaked ahead of time. I don't think that's a big deal. No. I don't think that's a big deal because he's going to give the speech anyway. You know, with, within, you know, hours at, 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 at length, hours, you know, after it's leaked anyway. And again, at an hour and, and 18 minutes, hour and 20 minutes, I think. Not enough time to do damage. That was the longest uh, acceptance of the nomination speech from the Republicans yeah. since 1972. Um, definitely a, a speech that I've never, I don't think I've seen him more, I would say, emboldened yeah. than I did. He carried himself well. He was confident. Um, he, he was very human. Yeah. Um, and, you know, something else I wanted to address really quickly before we get into the professional side of decision making is that I've heard it from many people that, well, Justin, you don't fit the demographic for Donald Trump in terms of his supporters. You know, you have, you have an advanced education. Uh, your, you have a white-collar job, etc. Folks, let me explain something, and this is to everyone, both domestic and international. I cannot stress this enough. Yes, from the demographics, Donald Trump's constituency is basically um, you know, folks who have a high school education with typically a blue-collar life. Folks, under 30% of the United States population has a college degree who is of age to have it. So that is the majority of our population. By default. Yeah. So has anyone thought about that? I mean, no one ever actually thinks about that. It's like, well, wait a minute. Yeah, he's going to appeal to those individuals because that's the majority of our population taking out everything else, race or anything else. I mean, I, I want to push that off immediately. Orientation, race, creed, color, etc. That is a general statement that affects everyone. The majority of our population is within that span of the demographic or one standard deviation from it. So, of course, he's going, to, he's, he's going to appeal to those people. And, and by the way, I also heard, you know, again, comments that, well, he, he raised a lot of problems, painted a bleak picture, but gave no plan to actually fix the problem. Folks, he's not going to give you a plan in his acceptance speech. It's the wrong forum. And he did explain he does have a multi-point plan, etc. Great. But he, that's not the forum for him to go into those discussions in that detail. Ugh. People... Ugh. People anyway. need to know when things are appropriate. Yes. Yes. Folks, it has not changed. It has not changed. Political theater in the United States of America has not changed. And it's not going to. It's the same the same routine. Yep. It's the same critics over time saying the same things. Have common sense before you speak about these types of things and think. It's not what you're going to say. That's right. Obviously, he doesn't have a plan. He does, folks. It's being formulated. It's not the right forum for him to say anything about that yet. Because like any politician, what's going to happen? That plan's going to change. 
Yeah. So what's the smartest thing you can do? Don't say anything about your plan because the first thing you're going to get when the plan is changed is criticism. Exactly. Right? I mean, come on, people. Come on. Just think about it. Please think about it before you start criticizing. This is for any party. It, it, it gets to a point of being annoying. I agree. You read it and it's, it gets so annoying. It's like, oh, ugh. You're saying the same stuff you said before. We saw the same criticism four years ago. We saw the same criticism eight years ago. Ugh. All right, I got to calm down. I'm kind of calm down. So let's talk about decision making in uh, your professional life as well, folks. So when it comes down to decision making in your professional life, I wanted to talk about how in your career, decisions that you make will define the rest of it. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, and Christine, I've mentioned this to you before, um, the switch concept. Yeah. Kind of like um, I think sometimes when you're working a job where you might feel disgruntled, like you're not going anywhere, like you're not, you're not being paid enough. And by the way, it doesn't matter what line of work you work in. Everyone's going to feel that way at least once in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, people feel like that all the time. It's the nature of work. You need to make a decision, folks, in your professional life to wake up a morning and say, I don't want this, and to do something about it. And that means whether it's training, education, working harder, uh, becoming educated in a different area of your career, it's a decision you have to make and stand by. And if you're not going to stand by that decision, don't complain. Don't complain. It's, it's, it's meaningless for you to complain at that point. It makes you feel better, but does it really do anything? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do anything. So do the work, make the decision to make the change that you're going to make. So that, that's one area of decision-making I want to talk about. The other area where I want to talk about making decisions is when it comes down to making decisions that affect others on your team. Yes. Um, I have noticed many managers uh, and upper-level management tend to make decisions that, that benefit themselves. But in my opinion... People need to make decisions that affect the team. Exactly. All right? I, I don't play agendas. I don't play those games. I don't play politics either. I do not, I do not politic at work. I've never done that, and I never will. Um, if I see someone trying to make a decision that will harm me to help themselves, I will stand up for myself. And if it, if it means you know, a backlash from that person, so be it. I will, I will work channels the best I can. I will stand my ground, and I will do what I can to be successful for myself and for my team. Exactly. Not just for the team taking advantage of me or my capabilities to help themselves. Right. Um, I've also had situations of my career where I've had people seem to think that my success was due to their encouragement. No. No, 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 no. If anybody ever tells me that, I work for me. I work for myself and my own capabilities. If I am working for a company under a manager, it's because I choose to work for that individual in that company. If there are situations where people seem to think that all the work I did before I stepped foot into my, the professional realm and to a number of different industries was because of them, did they pay my college tuition? Nope. Did they pay for my graduate school? Nope. Did they, were they sitting up late at night reading every book they could get their hands on? Nope. Were they writing an undergraduate study? Nope. Were they writing a graduate thesis? Absolutely were they not. doing all the certifications that I had to do as well? No, they did not. So, no, no, no. My success is due to myself and I will build myself. Will they be advocates for me? Sure, but that is very different. Advocacy is not the same thing as being directly successful you know, yourself and also thinking that you're directly responsible for someone else's success. So you're be careful. not. No, be careful. In many cases, I think a lot of times um, when I've been a part of teams with excellent uh, colleagues, I've been grateful to have them on my team. It's kind of like I'm glad you're on my side because if you're not working with us, you're working with our competitor. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I just wanted to make that very clear. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I do. I, I'm sorry. I had, I, I've been sick. <laughs> so have you. 
So, Christina, is there anything else you want to talk about before we kind of wrap this episode up? Um, the only thing is decide not to let people make you look stupid. That's true. Sabotage? Yes. If, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you need to make a decision to protect yourself as well, folks. Um, and I think uh, one of the ways that you can do that is not say too much. Uh, for example, if you have a plan or an idea, um, I suggest that you, you keep that internal, but you only share that plan and idea with people who can influence your success um, and also people who also are influencers in implementing the plan that you have. This way, if you say too much to the wrong people, those people can then take your plan, usurp it, and then use it as their own plan when they thought of nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ways I've been able to make my way around that type of issue, if first of all, I keep, I keep my plans very close to my vest, so to speak. Uh, one of the other things that I tend to do is I tend to implement the plan partially already mm-hmm. and then demonstrate it. This way, no one can say, oh, it was my idea. No, it wasn't. It was my idea because I decided to do this. And by the way, I've already done it. Or what you could do as well is if someone makes a comment about something you thought of because you were having a conversation with them, keep the details of that that capability or that that uh, new idea or whatever you have on your mind to yourself. And this way, when the person starts talking about it and others start asking questions about the details they can't answer, but you can, mm-hmm. it's very clear that you thought of that idea, yeah. not that person. So anyway, that's a good point. Very good point. Okay, so anything else on decision-making? Anything you want to talk about coins, history, anything good? Any other boneheads? we got four. <laughs> I'll say with coins, we are going to continue to look to see how, see what we can get that's out there. That's yeah, at Fox Den? Yes, at Fox Den. We're going to try a few other ones. we got to research the quality. You mean other ones as in antique stores? Yes. Yes. So also, folks, um, if you're going to be looking for coins, I wanted to bring this up as well as we wrap up the episode. Uh, make sure you go in with a plan. When you go to purchase anything, whether it's online or at a location or at a dealer, uh, remember a dealer is always going to work for their best interest. So, if you want to quote Tom, we from yesterday. Oh yes, on my on my Civil War uh, Confederate ten dollar note. So, folks, I talked about the ten dollar Confederate note, uh, February seventeenth, eighteen sixty four issue in the past on the show. Very excited to get it. When I talked to Tom, the owner of Fox's Den yesterday, about this. Um, I mentioned, of course, that those notes were hand-cut, which they were at the time. There, was, there were no, there were no uh, serration machines. So, at least in the Confederacy, when these, these, these uh, banknotes were being issued. Um, and I said, you know, there's a bit of a bevel on one of the corners because it's a hand-cut note. And again, it's a small bevel, right? It's not a massive bevel, not a massive crease or a dip in the straightness, if you will, of the top. Oh, third strike. <laughs> I said, and we're wrapping will. up. That's right, good. So, um, <laughs> there's a bit of a, an, up, an upswing in the actual angle of the top of the bill because of the hand-cut nature of the note. And what Tom said was, well, if I'm selling it to you, that's not a problem, but if I'm buying that from you, it is a problem. So in in Christina's point with the dealer, they're always going to work in their best interest. For example, the Susan B. Anthony dollars that we saw yesterday, there was a proof and and uncirc set that he had that was being sold for nearly $500? Yeah. That's ridiculous. $458 to be exact. That is ridiculous. For $12? No, 16 coins. Right, for from three years, I'm assuming four mint locations, I guess? No, three mints, four years, because that also included the newer one. Oh, that's true, the 99 uh, refit. Yes. Got it, okay. And by the way, folks, the Susan B. Anthony did make a, a comeback in 1999, so now we need to find two additional Susan B. Anthony's, the 81 and the 99. Yes. So be careful, folks. I mean, um, be smart about the purchases that you make. We as the Frugal Snobs also try to be fair in market value for the things that you're getting from us. And by the way, folks, get out on eBay. We just actually posted a set of 1961 
uh, Soviet rubles, the 135, 10 and 25 ruble note. Vladimir Lenin is featured on the 10 and 25 ruble note. Great piece of history. All proceeds benefit the Frugal Snobs. You can pick uh, those rubles up on eBay very affordably. If you're a history buff, it's pretty cool to have a piece of Cold War history. I don't want to plug it too much, but again, helps us out. But my point with that is we have made a decision. Eh? Decision, see? Yes. Made a decision that we would like to share our discoveries with everyone else and to help us in the process as well to bring you more discovery and also help you uh, gain access and knowledge as well to other pieces of history. So we've made a decision to sell you items at the most fair price we possibly can in terms of helping our project, this podcast, and helping all of you. So be careful out there. Uh, be wise in the decisions that you make as you're a purchaser. There is so much market volatility in coin and banknote collection and, and in general numismatism yeah. that you need to be careful, folks. I mean, one website that you're on might tell you a coin is worth 12 or $15, yet you see it online being sold for 3 or 4 The market for coins and banknotes, by the way, everyone, is really based around what the market will accept. And what I mean by that, again, with my economics background, is that a market is basically set based on price levels that are not suggested, but price levels that people are willing to pay. Right? Exactly. That's what negotiations for. <laughs> so, all right. Do you want to go ahead and wrap this up? Yes. All right, folks. Be well. Never pay retail. Thank you for checking out the show this week. Again, check us out. Register at FrugalSnobs.com. Get out there and subscribe to this show. We're going to ride off into the sunset, and we'll see everyone next week. Take care, everybody.